work. The only way you can, you can have pride is if you have something to boast about that's come out of your own self. Pride only comes when it's something that you've done. It's something that you've accomplished in your own strength and your own flesh. That's how pride comes. Because you know you did it. But when you're embracing the cross, there's nothing to be prideful about. Because he did it all and he gives it to you. He gives you salvation and he gives you everything he has and is. So where's pride then, Paul says? Where's their pride anymore? Pride is destroyed. And this humbles me because now I, I can't, I'm not looking for my, and to produce in myself. I'm looking for production to come out of him. And then, I, and then when the production comes and I see the fruits, and I'm not trying to do the fruits all the time, and it's just coming supernaturally and naturally, <coughs> then I give glory to him because I know it was him. Amen. When I see the fruits of the Spirit, see, when you see the fruits of the Spirit and the, work of the, and, and, and the works of God pouring out of you naturally, then you know the kingdom of God has come upon you. Then you know that you're outside of your own self and you're in him. That's how I know I'm in him. Where the spirit is effortlessly doing work. Where I'm not trying to, to, to try to just be a Christian all the time. Where it's just pouring out of me. Real Christians. If I, sque if I squeeze a Christian, shouldn't I get a Christian? But why are we squeezing Christians and getting demons? Really? But everybody, everybody's humble. It's okay. We're all humble and humil humility. We're all broken. We're all, I get it, dude. But now we're on the gospel. Mm -hmm. And he said, I give you all power and authority. And I give you my garments. And I give you the kingdom. And I give you all of heaven. And I call you kings and priests. And I call you holy and righteous. And I call you mine. I call you my son. I call you the light of the world. You're a city on a hill. So believe it already. Holy cow, what's going on? Amen. Because we're so afraid of getting stoned by the religious people. Because we're so afraid if we believe that much, if we believe that great, then people are going to hate on us. Because they're going to be like, oh brother, you're too prideful. But I'm telling you, when you believe this, you know there's no pride in you. Because you're not looking to exalt yourself because he's already exalted you. Now you're looking to exalt others in Christ and build others up Amen. and have everybody clothed in Christ. Amen. And you're looking at everybody else's needs instead of your own needs because you know you're being provided by him. Exactly. Then you're providing for everybody else because you're already provided for. You have to get fulfilled before you fulfill others. Right. And you're getting fulfilled by taking on Christ. People are still walking around with the old man. People are still, still walking around like they haven't been saved. People are still walking around like they haven't been converted. Are you converted or not? Because they're looking for the light of the world. Don't you know? Oh, this is so good, man. And if you yes. just get this, man, yep. you'll be excited with me because you know what? Don't you know that the Bible says that the world, the world, unbelievers, everybody that's not saved, they're looking for the manifestation of the sons of God. Yeah. That's right. So what does that mean? They're looking for you, 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 me, yeah. and everybody yeah. to be walking in the fullness of God. <clears throat> That's what they're looking for. So that then they can accept Jesus and know he's real. And glorify your father through your good works. This is the gospel, man. 
And we think, and I just posted this today, and we think the gospel is like a magic genie that we rub and we just get what we want. We think the gospel is this thing where, you know, when, when we, just, we just need to feel something. We think the gospel is just something that we go to for whatever self-fulfillment we need. We think the gospel is just about going to heaven and not going to hell. And then you get these hell preachers preaching, and then they get you in the fear of hell, and then you just you give your life to Jesus because you just don't want to go to hell. And then all the time you're always sinning, and then you don't even know if you're saved, and you're questioning yourself because you're so afraid of going to hell still because you're like, well, that guy said two years ago, if I sin, then it's death. If I sin, I'm going out. And then all, then you have Christians that are double-minded all the time. And they're always backsliding because they're living in fear. And God did not give you the spirit of fear. He gave you a love, power, and a sound mind. But we think that fear. See, the fear of the Lord converts. But the fear of anything else does not. It brings false converts. You have these many crusades back in the, in, in the 80s, 70s. And not all of them were, were uh, not not all of them were of the of the devil, but some of them were because you know what? A lot of those people fell away because they weren't putting their eyes on Christ. They're putting their eyes on their performance. They're putting their eyes on not trying to do this because I don't want to go to hell. So that's stupid because you know what? Because how can you be called the son of God, righteous, holy, and redeemed, and then? Yeah, you may not do this, this, and that, but still in your heart you want to do it. How can you hate <laughs> sin? How can, how can you be a son of God and not hate sin? That's right. How can you not hate it? I tell you this. I know, and I posted this this week too. I know my brothers and sisters by the fact that they hate evil. That's right. The fact that they feel the conviction of God. Amen. The fact that they, don't, they want to walk out the nature of God. And that, my friend, is the gospel right there. The gospel is that Jesus Christ came down on, and bled on the cross so that he can take you out from that sinful self of yours and he can reconcile himself once again to you forever because he lost you because of, because of the fall of man, not the fall of God. God didn't fall away from you. The man fell away from him. And now he's opening our eyes to see, that's, our, that's your father. Right there, I am. I am it. I'm the, I'm the spirit that has got you all. I'm the spirit. I created you and created all things. And I'm here to be one with you again. I'm not, I'm not coming to, to, to come against you. I'm not coming to revile you. And the enemy has deceived you all these years. And now I'm coming to make myself one with you. So what? So that I can transform you back into the image of God. That's the goal of the gospel. Is to be one with the Father again and be his sons and his daughters and be transformed back into the image of God. It's not about, oh God, my job, oh God, my money, oh God, I need this, I need that, I need this. God is not your pimp daddy. God is not somebody, he's not, he's not, he's not just trying to give you things. Although I do want to say, when you're being transformed to the image of God, everything, every every area of your life becomes blessed. Because there's no way for the enemy to come in. God's already trying to lead, lead all roads to fall in your lane. But he doesn't want you to be about that. He doesn't want you to be about just the blessing. He doesn't want you to be about, I just want favor. Or I just want to be forgiven of sin so I can do it every Saturday night. No. He's saying, 
I want transformation. Yeah. And then when I have trans, then when you have transformation, everything is in your is in is in submission to you because you are my son. And then no longer can the enemy steal from your finances. Then no longer can the enemy steal from from the steal you from the presence of God. Then no longer can the enemy stop you from casting out his demons. Because you're the image of God now. And the, and the enemy has to obey and submit to the image of God. We're called to be like our father. We're called to be like the creator. He doesn't want us to just have the fruits of it. He wants us to be it. That's right. He wants us to be the kingdom of God. He created the kingdom of God for us and for him and the fellowship of that. And today's message is called, and I love you guys all, and you're all young, and you're all loved, and you have great skin, and you're young in my eyes. But this message is called, don't listen to the old guy. <laughs> but you're going to know what I'm talking about so nobody gets offended. Don't listen to the old guy. Okay. Remember when I preached, remember when I preached two weeks, or whatever, how many days or weeks ago it was about the strong man well the strong man is the old guy and we have many in the church that are still listening to the old guy and the old guy is taking them back into the things they used to do and they don't want to do it they're doing things and they don't want to do it and they're wondering how the heck is this happening right now when I hate sin <coughs> The old guy is convincing them to do to have hidden agendas and try to earn things from God when it's been given all to, to him, to, to, the, to, to you. The old guy is stealing you from the presence of God by trying to work your way up there, by trying to have your many motives and your many uh, ways to God. And your old guy makes the cross to no effect. Your old guy gets wrapped up in traditions. Your old guy gets wrapped up in pagan theologies. Your old guy goes to every little thing that Jezebel feeds it. Your old guy looks to everything but God. Because it doesn't know and doesn't understand God. So because it doesn't know and understand God, and because it doesn't see God, it can't receive anything from Him. Your old guy sees every single person how it sees itself. If you're dirty, wretched, and blind, and you're, and you're this or that, or you whatever, you see everybody else in that same light. You see everybody, you see everybody like the trash of, trash of the earth. And then you start getting mad at people about things that are not even there. And then you start, and the old guy, all he wants to do is please man. Because it's not getting anything from God because it's double-minded, so... They try to come up with something to try to earn something that can only be given by God. They try to earn a title without it being given by God because they're not in communion with Him. They try to, they try to uh, get with people of God by doing things for them that's really out of a hidden agenda because it's not coming naturally by the Spirit. Your old guy is your fault. But you need to know this now. You need to know that this, this thing, this is, this is the key for the devil 
This is, let's just say this, this is the road for the devil to get you down his lane. And what Jesus did at the cross is the lane to get you to stay with him. That's why it says, that's why Jesus said, keep my words. He says, receive my words and abide in them. He doesn't say, keep my words and you're forever done. Boom. No, but what if you choose, what if you, what if you receive the cross? What if you receive Jesus and you're walking in the, and you're walking in the blood of Jesus, but then one day you decide not to believe it anymore? How can you be, are you saved? Probably shows you were never saved. It probably shows that you did, had a false conversion. <clears throat> because anybody who really grasps the cross, they, they'd never give up. That's right. Anybody who really grasps the cross, they're led by love. Anybody really, who really grasps the cross, they see the fruit. Yeah. But... For those, but what about for those that are that are being led by love, have times in the presence of God, have times where they're going after God? How about those people? How how do they fall? If they're really being led by the by 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 Jesus Christ Himself, how do they still fall? How do we still have shortcomings? How do we ha- still have that sin that so easily entangles us? How do we still uh, have have a pattern? Of, uh, or a continuation of doing the same thing over and over again. How do we? How, how do we? How do we not? Some, how do we sometimes not have deliverance? How do we sometimes not have healing? How do we sometimes not have what God promised? This is there's many many of these questions rolling around the church, and you know what? The ones who are real with themselves about these questions are the ones that God is going to give the answer to. And the ones that are trying to cover up and say, I have that, I have this, I have that. All the questions you were asking, I have it. The ones that are, and, and they don't really, they stay blind. But honesty becomes, comes before reality. Really look at your life and examine it. And this is for everybody, not just on YouTube, but here. Really look at your life and, and, and see and, and, and examine the word and examine your life. Is it lining up? Because if it's not, something's wrong. That's right. Because if it's not, maybe I'm double-minded. If it's not, what's the case? You got you got to challenge these things. This is why we pray. We pray and we dig and dig, not so that we can get something from God, but so that we can have eyes to see. Mm-hmm. We pray and we pray not so that God can just uh, uh, pay for our, our bill. Even though he probably will if you're really his son. But he, we don't just pray for that. We get in prayer. First of all, we're supposed to know anyway that he's going to provide for our needs. Just a side note. Okay? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. But we, we get we, the real sons and daughters of God. They get in prayer so that God can reveal himself and reveal them. Amen. So that God can bring open a reality to them. So that Because they, they, they come from this place. It's God, why am I not loving like you said to love? Why am I not, do I not have that joy, peace, and righteousness that you promised? Why am I not enjoying you? And why do I still look to other devices? Why does the devices of the enemy so easily take me? How come the love of God does not, does not, does not shine in my heart like I want it to? They get, it, they get on their knees and they, and, they, and they wrestle with God. 
They get on their knees and they wrestle with the word. Amen. And they say, God, strip my heart. Amen. I want it. And they don't leave the prayer room until they get it. They're not sitting there praying for having a whole list of things. No, they're praying for God to come. They're praying for God to open, to reveal, to bring the seven spirits of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. These are the people that break free from it. Because I'm telling you, you can hear the real word, and you can even hear revelation, but yet not hear. And this is why I'm telling you what I'm telling you right now before I tell you what I'm going to tell you next. Because you cannot receive the real revelation from God if your heart is not stripped. If you're not sitting here right now saying, I wanted God. I'm talking about really wanting because I know every single person, even the ones that want it and don't want it. Every single person speaks, I want it, but only few have it really here. God and I and, and, every, and every single one of you, when you minister, you should only see the people that want it. Jesus, there was a time where a woman was coming after him and he walked away from her. There was times Jesus, people came to him and Jesus embraced them. So why? So even Jesus himself, the one who desires that person, still walked away from that person. Because he only gives it to the ones that, that, that they know they can't find anything in themselves and anything in, a, in and of themselves. And this is the people in the church. We need to be real with each other. We need to be real with ourselves. If he says, I called you to the fullness of God, why don't you have it? Why are you not there yet? These are things that elevate you. This is called the fire. These are things that bring you to the next level. We think that bringing ourselves to the next level is coming here for five hours and praying. We think that bringing ourselves, even though that has something to do with it, but that's not the key. We think that bringing ourselves to the next level is by, by doing whatever the world, we, we create a system, we create formulas, we create all these things when God's saying, walk through the desert now. When God's saying, jump in the furnace. And some people he doesn't have to say that to because they already want it. They're already stripped. But some people they do. And we've seen it. And for those of you that have been in a house for a long time, you've seen people that they hear all the revelations but they never get anywhere, and they never believe because they can't believe because they're so entangled in themselves. Listen, the, the, everything at that God, Jesus did at the cross is laid out for everybody as a gift. Anybody can take it. But people who are blinded by self, they, don't, they can't believe it. It's too good to be true. Childlike faith is stolen from them. People that have junk, they cannot believe like they, like they, like they even, even if they want to. Because they're, all their junk stops them from going that far and thinking that far. Amen. We need to take a broom and go in our minds and sweep it all out. And, and my God, don't even just sweep it out, burn it. Amen. Don't, even just, don't even just move it to the side. Let it disappear forever. We need to get. We need to. We need to embrace the desert. We need to eat the dirt of the desert, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we need to say, "Let it consume us. Be an all-consuming fire, God. Let me disappear from my from my own eyes, 
and let me reappear in your eyes. You're right. Yes. You're right. We need to get real. Amen. Those, and I, wanna, I don't know why God's putting this on my heart, and I don't even know I was, first of all, I didn't even know I was going here today. Just saying. Because I thought I was going to preach this great message and everybody was going to be happy and joyous. And it's like, hold on, now it's seeming like John the Baptist is up here, and I thought it was supposed to be, like, good and happy. It is awesome. It's it's really good. I know, and it's good for you guys because you guys want the truth. Yeah. But I'm just saying, that's how you know. This, I'm not, listen, that's how you know that God is serious about these things. And, and I'm telling you, there's revelation that, uh, and there's things I'm going to speak of today that God wants us all to receive. But this is the reason why I'm telling you this is because you cannot receive it. If you are not stripped in your heart. I can tell you the greatest things about God. I can tell you the greatest manifestations of God. I can tell you everything that how God feels about you. I can, I can reveal his face. I can reveal the beauty of God. I can reveal all the magnificence, magnificence of God. But it will mean nothing to you. For those that are perishing, the gospel of Jesus Christ means nothing. You preach and you preach about the love of God, but they don't get it and they don't understand it and they don't see it because they blinded their own eyes and put an, an illusion on their own eyes. People in the church have put an illusion on their own eyes from recognizing. And then, and then when the real people come up and they're really preaching the gospel, they stone them because they can't see it. They stone the real gospel. It sounds too good to be true. It sounds like, what are you saying, brother? It's out of my understanding. I can't understand. So you know what? Forget you. I'm going to throw stones at you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to curse you on Facebook. I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do that to you. It's true. And they preach, God, they preach other gospels of that, that in some way or some shape or form exalt you and, and focus on you. Anything that gets you to focus on you is not of God. That's right. It's not. And even if it sounds good, it could be all these things about doing this Sabbath and doing that festival and doing this feast and doing that feast. But if it gets you focused on what you're doing, then it's not God. We need to get focused on what He's doing and how He feels and what He thinks and what what He done for what He's done for us. Amen. Amen. Everybody who accepts that will be born again. But those people they can't see it because they're so wrapped in. Their own self-input, their own self-whatever uh, uh, it is, whatever, their own self-engagement, um, um, their own self—they need they, when, when they engage themselves, they make it makes them feel better, makes them feel like they're doing something, and then they kind of prevent, they kind of act like, oh, if I'm doing something right, then they almost unconsciously say in their heart, well, this is this will be my sacrifice for for all the bad I've done. And this will be for the past I've done by making up for it by doing the right things. That is not the gospel. We don't do right things because we were wretched. We do right things because he loved us. We do right things because he's come back to restore us. We do right things because it's who we are. We don't do right things to attain anything. It should be pouring out of our nature. Because if you do right things to attain something, if you do anything to attain anything... If you do anything to attain any material thing or anything in the world or anything that is anything besides God's heart, there comes hidden agendas, hidden motives, and everything else. You know, I was, I, you know, I had this message too in mind too. It was called Embrace the Desert. 
Maybe I'll preach it one day or maybe I'm preaching it today. I don't know. I'm kind of confused myself just as you. Go for it. But we need to embrace death to self. We need to embrace death to self-preservation. We need to embrace death to everything in my own intelligence. All of what I learned, drop it. Unlearn it. Become a kid again. Become like the kids again. And even the kids sometimes need to become like the kids again. We need to have, we need to have childlike faith. And this is why on Friday we preached stripping that false humility and, and unmasking it. Good, good, good. But God has sent his son. He sent his son to, to come down and transform us. He sent his son to open our eyes so that we can see the reality that, is, that, is, that we are blinded to by Satan himself. He has sent his son to open up our eyes to who we are. He sent his son so that we can be forgiven all time, but not only forgiven all time, but be transformed all time. That's the gospel. Jesus said, he said, I'm the firstborn of many sons, many brethren. I'm the firstborn of many brothers and sisters. Now he's the beginning. And if you believe the gospel, you're new now. If you believe the gospel, you become a new creation now. All things have truly passed away and all things have truly been made new. So why are we still doing the whole thing? Because we need to embrace the new. We need to embrace the new and stop listening to the old. We need to drink the new wine and drink it until we drop. And drink it until self has disappeared all, all the way. How? We think doing this is, is by laboring in some physical way. But it all comes down to believing the gospel. What is the gospel? We said it, we said it was transformation, right? Into the image of God. So, how we we, we look at, at at when we here's a, here's a little nugget for you. When we look at Jesus, we look at the image of God. He is the image of God. He is the likeness of God. He is what we were originally created to be. In the garden. That's true. And because of Adam and Eve, we fell from that. And what did we do? What did Adam and Eve do? They were made in the image of God. Yes. And, yes. and we've heard this before. And the devil came and he said, If you eat this, you'll be like God. Fact was, they were already like God. So what did they what did, what was stolen from them? What was stolen from them then? Identity. How they saw themselves. How, how God saw them. What was real. And what God made everything for. 
and the devil came under, put them under the knowledge of good and evil. And then what happened? They became alive to everything that was evil. And then there was an unconscious law that came into them where if they did bad, they were bad. And if they did good, they were good. What happened there? They started labeling themselves. What happened there? They started making an identity of their own. It wasn't Christ. Right. And it wasn't Christ. And, they, and now, because of the knowledge of good news, then they, they started becoming selfish and started becoming self-centered. And they started calling themselves this and calling themselves that and saying, I have a PhD, so I'm this. And I'm that. And, and I got, and, and oh yeah, and then if you're a fornicator, then that's what you do. And then you embrace it. In fact, you like it. And then what you do good, you do this and you do that, and then you identify yourself with things. Then you identify yourself with by what you do. That's the problem in the world right now. Everybody is identifying themselves with the creation instead of with the creator. Amen. Amen. That's right. Everybody is identifying themselves with their own thinking and their own made-up imagination instead of what he originally called it. You got it. Every single person, and we said this, we spoke about this on Friday, was created in the image of God. But did when when Adam and Eve fell, did inside of did that image of God, did that divine nature get changed? Now, what got changed was their perception. What got changed was their mind became corrupted, and instead of seeing what was real, they started seeing what was. Not reality. Mm -hmm. And they, became, they went into a, 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 their own false reality. They came into a false way of seeing things. They came into a false, they came under false mindsets. And then as creation kept going on, because of this fall, they created all these ways of man and all the wisdom of man and all the knowledge of man. And it kept growing and growing and still it's a machine that is growing and growing today. Yeah, right, right. <clears throat> and then what? And then Adam and Eve bore kids, and then they were, and then they became deceived under the same thing. And then, and then they, everybody was born kids, and they all came under the same effects of what happened at the garden. And that includes us. Amen. But the lie is, all those people from all along, from here until all the way back then, they all had the image, the divine nature of God in them, except they were blind to it. And this is the purpose of Christ. It's to reveal who we really are. The purpose of Christ is so that we can live by the word of God again. So that we can live by what he says about us. So that we can live by what he calls things. By what he says about this. By what he says about that. Because everything that was created has this divine purpose. And because of our fallen minds... We've twisted everything. And now God is restoring us back out under the untangles and slowly and surely through this process, he's untangling things how we see things. Slowly he's untangling us out of, out of that fall and bringing us into the new nature and bringing us into the, 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 the real way of what everything was created for because when you do everything and you say everything and you use everything for what it was created for, there's already power on it. 
because it, it moves by what it was created to do. If I create a car, or let me get a good example. That's so too crazy. If I, let's see. I don't want to come up with something stupid. <laughs> okay, let me say something stupid. You know what I mean. If I create a, a book, this is just so that you can understand it. If I create a book, right, and it's meant to be read, and I try to write with it, what's going to happen? Nothing. But if I think that that's really supposed to write, I'm going to be sitting there for how long, and nothing's happening, nothing's happening, what's going on? That's because... See, the purpose is what, what, what things were created to do, they have a, a real result that is meant of God. So when... So when we, or we, when we who were created in the image of God live by what we, cre what we were created to be and do, then there's a, div what I, this is what I'm leading up to, there's a divine strength and there's a divine power that gets us to move in that. That's right. Because it was meant to move by the divine. That's right, that's right. Amen, amen. So we're coming back into this image and everything that we do in the image of God but everything that, see, the image of God is not something I can live by by saying, oh, I can't watch this and watch this. No. I live, I, I, I put my image as, I, I embrace the image that God has called us originally through the revelation of Christ, opening my eyes to, the, to what he originally called me. And then I embrace that. And then he brings a divine power to walk in that image. He, the, he brings a divine strength to walk in that image. But here's the problem. We sometimes, because of our lack of knowledge, our lack of understanding of the word, we think that darkness is light. We think, and sometimes we think that light is darkness. And people want to say, well, let's throw away the law. Because the blood of Jesus, right? Let's throw away everything. Actually, everything that doesn't have to do with the cross, let's just all throw it away. But we need every single bit of it. Because in it, it, it reveals who we really are. It, when I look at the law, I look at what I was created to, to be and do. When I look at the law, I created what I was not created to do and what I was not created to be. Amen. When I look at the law, I say, oh, I wasn't meant to kill people. That's not a part of my nature. When I look at my, the law, I meant, oh, well, now I know what men and women were meant to do. Men were supposed to be with men and women were supposed to be, I mean, women were supposed to be with men. And not women with women and not men with men. Amen. Through this, I, I, I see how God has originally created to these, uh, everything. And I come back to that in my mind. And God empowers it to live in you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So as we learn righteousness. And we know that we are righteous by the blood. And here's, the, and here's, and here's another thing about conviction. Is conviction also. When I do something because. We don't know, because sometimes we, we don't know things that are sin until the Holy Spirit convicts us, right? So conviction convicts me and shows me what is wrong. And then in their eyes, well, I see what I was not created for, what is not a part of the, a part of the new me, and what is a part of the old me. So, slow, so as I'm going, I'm learning what is of me and what is not of me. What I was created for and what I was not created for. And this is the purpose now 
of the perfect law. This is not, and I'm not talking about the law of the Jews. Give me a break. Because we're not going to be putting on little tassels and, and little hats and whatever. But we were never meant to live by the law in the sense of what, how we live it defines us. We were meant to live by what God created us and fulfill the law through the creation that he originally put us in. Through, his whole, through the Holy Spirit and by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. If the law, the law, when it said Jesus fulfilled the law, it's also saying that he's come to fulfill it in us where we live it out by nature. Where we do, remember when, it, when Paul says where the Gentiles will do the things of the law by nature instead of by merit. Is that the right word, merit? <coughs> instead of by trying to do it in their own strength apart from God's strength. In the nature of God, God has given us all things. He's given us all, all spiritual blessings. It says that in the Bible. Right? We read it, guys, right? Yeah. All spiritual blessings have been given to those who are in Christ. Right. So this is the process of time that I'm going in. Is learning, is learning who I am and learning who I'm not and separating myself from the, the things that, I, that is not meant for me. From the ways that I always remembered. And slowly, and, and, and my past is being torn off by the revelation of who I am now. Yeah. But see, here's the, here is where everything starts now. Here's, every, here's where everything starts. What if I'm still living in the past? You know what that shows? It shows you're still living by your old man. It shows that you're still living, about, living by what you see instead of what God sees. It shows that you're still living by what has been done to you and the ways that you've always done things. And you're not believing God. That's right. Right on. Why do, why do I continue? Why do I fall sometimes into the same things over and over again? You're not believing God? You're still living by, you're still, you're still, you're still considering that thing a part of you. You're still identifying yourself with that thing. That's how a cycle of that behavior continues. You see, and this is not some hardcore rocket science here, but everybody knows that a cycle of behavior starts with a cycle of thinking. Everybody knows that, right? Right. So when a thought comes in my mind, let's say about lust, right? And then I still don't have that revelation about who God made me now. Then I still think that that's a part of me. And then I, then I start thinking, well, I'm always in this and that. And I keep going and going and, you know, and I'm trying to even fight it. But what's, what's happening when I'm trying to fight that up? I'm still thinking about it. And then you're still thinking and you're still thinking. And then you just eventually give up because you're like, well, I can't get out of this. I can't stop thinking these thoughts. And then you do it. And then you, you, you get mad at it. It's like, why, God? I thought, where are you, God? Why did not God not deliver me? But Paul said that God made a way out for every temptation, right? He made a way out for every temptation, so why can't you overcome the temptation? Because God's the one that's doing it. Why? Because Paul didn't say 
get this, Paul didn't say, I'm going to make a way out for every temptation. He's saying, I have made a way out for every temptation. Amen. Thank you. What does he mean? He's talking about the cross. Mm -hmm. He's made a way out of temptation by the cross. But deeper than that, what he's done at the cross is he's made a way out from the old you for good. He's made a way out from the old you where you don't even think about it anymore. Anyone, this is, this is hard for some people to breathe in, but anyone who in Christ is a new creation. Amen. This is hard for some people to breathe in, but it says that we've been delivered from the flesh. So why are we wrestling with it? Because when we wrestle with it, when it comes and invites itself uninvited, we identify itself and we still try to wrestle it like it hasn't been beaten already. It comes, the devil comes with his tactic. I'm not even talking about sin. Sometimes it's, it's other things that we know we're not, is not supposed to be us. And the devil comes like he's you. The devil, you know what the devil's main demon is? The old you. Because, in the, in, because you and your old reprobate mind, and the mind that you formerly had, you remember the things you used to do. You still have the remnants, rem, rem, the the remnants, right? Is that it? Mm -hmm. And the and the remembrance of what you used to do. So then, when the enemy comes, he comes like he's identifying with this is you. He comes in your thoughts, and then he says, "Oh, this is you." Or he comes with emotions, and he says, "Oh, this is you." And you, then you start feeling like this is me, and then you say, "Oh God, why am I not delivered?" And then you can't overcome it, and you try and try and try, and even have some victory, but then you can't overcome it, and you fall into it because there's no divine power. But yet, the divine power is only in those who believe yeah. on who on, on who God has now revealed them to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're looking for the divine power to come on this side. Where the old man dwells, but he's saying, no, 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 no. Believe the gospel. Now believe who, who I've called you to be, and now you have the, the, the divine strength. Yeah. And now every time you, you face sin, now every time you face a situation, now every time those thoughts come, yeah, you may slip up every time, but remember who you are now. Yeah. And when you stay in that, you know, what, you know, there's a Bible scripture that says, when you stay believing on, on, the, righteous, on the righteousness that Jesus has now put you in, it Births the fruit of holiness. Mm. Good, holiness good. is good, the good. fruit of righteousness. Of believing on the righteousness of Christ. Mm -hmm. Righteousness is right standing with God. Holiness is divine nature manifesting in us. Mm. Holiness is walking out and being pure in every which way. Mm. But any in the church still think they can make their own heart. It might as well have a Sunday where they call it Make Your Own Heart Day. Oh, prepare, your own, prepare your own heart. Meanwhile, God said, I will put the heart in you. Mm -hmm. yeah. I will do it supernaturally. I will change your heart. I will make your life pure. Just believe me and you'll see it. Amen. We're not made to be like trying to slowly get holiness in us and trying to slowly get all that divine nature. No. We need to believe as though we're not. Believe in those things that, that are not as though they were. Amen. What a man believe what a man believes he is, he so shall be. So you know what they asked Jesus? Who do who, who or Jesus said, Who do they say that I am? And I'm saying to you today, who do you say that you are? Yes, 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 yes. Who do you say that you are? Are you saying what the world's saying? Or are you saying what God's saying about you? 
Because the more you believe this, the more, the more you see unrighteousness shedding off your life. You, you won't even see fear anymore. You won't even know it anymore. You won't even know what fear is. And then everything is divine and everything just flows. Doesn't everybody in here want the Holy Spirit to just flow in their life Amen. without any effort? Amen. Where we're, and then we just enjoy it and we're just so thankful. And the thankfulness actually comes from our heart. Yeah. Where the thankfulness is actually pure and the thankfulness is not trying to earn something. Amen. Yes. Or the thankfulness is not just thanking God. Like I hear these people, and I'm not even going to name names, man. They say, oh, when you get in a situation, just praise God, praise God until it works out. But what they're really saying is, praise God and he'll do it for you. No, how about he's already, he already wants to do it for me and I praise him because of his goodness. Amen. How about I praise him for who he's made me instead of what he can give me? Right on. Because he's not giving you anything anymore, brothers and sisters. He's done with that. He's been over with that. He's, if he says, I give you all things through Jesus Christ, he really means it. That's right. But whose job is it now? Ours. For it to manifest. Ours. We need to believe the gospel. Yes. Because it says that signs and wonders and, all, and it shall follow you. Mm-hmm. It shall follow you for those who believe. We cry out to God so that he can show us and unveil our eyes. But when our eyes are unveiled, now believe what you see. And when you believe what you see, it will flow through you. If your eye be single and focused on the light, I know I paraphrase it there, but just so you can see what it's meaning, if it be single and focused on the light, the light will shine through you and emanate you. Amen. Amen. That's good. When I take a a pole, right, like a pole that has a... that, that has, let's say it has like a, a little surface at the bottom of it, right? Mm-hmm. But when I shine a light in there, what's, I, when I shine the light in there, what is in the pole now? In the pole that I'm talking about like, okay, like if I took, let's say this, uh, let's say this cup, right? I'm not, and this is a clear cup, but let's say if, if I painted it all black, right? Mm-hmm. But what if I shined a light inside of it in this all black cup? Just imagine if it's a cup that's all black. What if I shine the light that's in it? What's now in it? And what's not in it? Darkness. So when I, my eyes are on Jesus all the time, when I put my remember, when I put my eyes on Christ, I'm looking on who now who God and on the image that God has now created me. Right, right, right. So when I look on Christ, the the light is 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 reflecting in me, and no darkness can prevail. That's right. Because my eye is focused on him. My eye is not focused on me. My eye is not focused on him. My eye is not focused on my situation. It's focused on Christ. Amen. You got it. But it's not focused on Christ just so I can get out of a situation. When I focus on Christ, I focus like it's already finished. I don't focus like, all right, I'm focusing on you, God, so I can just, so you can just, you know, come down here, man. What are you going to do? You going to come down here today or tomorrow? No, I focus on Christ because now I see that in Christ, in Christ now I am a new creation. In Christ now I see myself because what Jesus has done, when he's put me in right standing with God and he's put me in, 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 in holiness that is, that is only earned through him, when he's put me in all things that's only earned through him, now I'm seeing now that I was created this way from the start. So really what Jesus came down was an unveiling of our eyes. Amen. 
He's coming, he's coming down so he can so we can see what's already been there from the start. And so every time I look at Jesus, I'm 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 looking, I'm looking, I'm looking at the new creation. Every time I look at Jesus, I don't see that person on the street for what they what they do and what they are. I look at for what they created to be. Yeah. Amen. When I look when I go out to mission trips, uh, and I, when I say I, I'm talking about all of us. I'm just saying in a, in a in whatever sense that's called. I never finished college. Just saying. Um, <laughs> but I didn't finish college because I was stupid. I had a, I had plus A pluses, but I met Jesus and I decided to do something else with my life. But <laughs> anyway, that's a side story. No, but when uh, and just to say, in that perspective, when I go on mission trips, I don't look at people. For the, the situation that, that, the, that they're in Because if I do that Then I'm going to try to gradually start building them up To get to, to the place that they're supposed to be Instead of going up to them and saying Pick up your bed and walk When we go up to people That attitude should be Pick up your bed and walk now Amen. The attitude should be saying Christ is here Jesus has come The kingdom is here Amen. Repent Amen. It should be an attitude that's not just like Oh, you know, let's put you in a few programs and see how you get started. No, it's forthcoming. It comes, and it's and it's really the, when a light shines on you, does it go slow? When a light when a light shines on you, Chase, does it go slowly to you and slowly make its way? No, when a light shines, it goes boom. Yep. And that's what the gospel is supposed to be like. The gospel is supposed to be spoken, and light is supposed to break in a person. And then they're like, "Holy cow!" Then they start seeing the world differently. In a moment. Then they start seeing themselves differently in a moment. Amen. That's right. <laughs> Paul's conversion was in a moment. 3,000 got converted when Paul preached in a moment. It didn't take them five classes and two uh, uh, courses and, and three steps to this and five steps to this and five formulas. No. In a moment, they realized what reality really is. Amen. In a moment... They saw what, what the, their real father. Amen, that's right. In a moment, they saw the word of God for what it really is. They didn't want to go back. Yep. And that light that, that comes to a person in a moment is now here with us. Is now here so that we can walk it out continually. But here's, what, here's where we're going to get to our conclusion here. That old man comes in our mind, and we, we realize who we are now because of Christ. We realize we're, not, we're right standing with God because of Christ. We're holy. We're, right, we're above reproach. We're all these things. <clears throat> we're, we stand like, as if we never sinned before God through Jesus Christ. That's right. We stand perfect before God because of Jesus Christ. Amen. What is Amen. Jesus Christ? The Word. Amen. So we stand perfect and holy because the word. Amen. Amen. Get that? Yeah? Because the word says I am. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the word. And I am the word. Mm -hmm. So what is he saying? We live by what the word says about us. Amen. We live by what Jesus has done for us. Amen. We're living by the word. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Great teaching. Good, good, good. So when the enemy comes with that old man, and he comes and like 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 we're our old self, and he comes with sin or temptation and tries to get us, see the, what the what the enemy what did the enemy do with Adam and Eve? 
He got them to identify with the tree of good and evil. And then they started identifying themselves by what they did from there, by good or evil. They identified themselves by good or evil. You get that? Mm -hmm. That's where they fell. And the enemy, when he comes with temptation, when he comes with a little bit of this, when he comes with and says, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you can't do that. You don't have the anointing. Blah, 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 blah. You're not loving enough. You turn to Jesus and you say, exactly, get behind me. This is who I am. Because that thought wants me to identify with it. So when that thought comes, I say, that ain't me. Because I want to tell you something. Not every, because there's a false deception going on thinking that now that we're holy and now that we're righteous, everything that we think and feel and, and, and do or everything that we just let's just say that this everything that we think and feel and all of our emotions are now perfect. So everything that we think automatically is and we have the mind of Christ. Amen. And so that means if if something a sinful thought comes along, it's holy now. That's false. Because I want to tell you something. Not every thought and not every emotion that tries to come up is you. Not every thought in your thought pattern is you. That's why, I call, that's why it calls it the, battle, the battlefield of the mind. Mm -hmm. The enemy tries to come, but we now, you see, we've been taught on this battleground of the mind. But we haven't been taught how to fight in the battleground of the mind with, by already standing victorious. We see, we try to get in the, battle, the battlefield of the mind, and we try to fight. And then when we do that, then we try to fight the devil when he's manifesting demons in other people. Then we try to fight people in the flesh. Then our fight not only becomes in our, is in the spirit, but it's also in our mind. But when we fight victorious in our mind, when we have the mindset that we already won over him. That's right. That the, that the, the, the keys to hell, death, and the grave have really been taken from him already. Then he loses every time. Amen. The only reason why you lose Hallelujah. is because you're not fighting from a place of the victory of the cross. If he said it's finished, live like it's finished. But when the, when these thoughts come, see the, the thoughts come. Don't think that every thought is going to be of God. You know what is of God by looking at the Bible. You know what is right and wrong through conviction of the Holy Spirit because not everything's in the Bible. We know that. But I know, I know what's right and wrong by what's in the Bible, and I know what's right and wrong through conviction of God. Amen. So when I get convicted, when a thought comes, then I say, then instead of trying to fight the thought, I separate myself from it. I consecrate myself from it. I say, that ain't even me. The thought comes and it says, and it says, oh, you know, let's say I... I I, I'm, I used to steal, right? And I see something, a nice thing. And then the devil tries to come and say, and, say, and put in my mind, oh yeah, that looks nice, go steal, blah, blah, blah. Then I realize, nope, that's not even who I am. Nope, I don't even do that anymore. And, that's not, and I realize that that's not even my thought. And I realize that I wasn't created for that. And then through communion with God, through, 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 through fellowship with him, through speaking with him about the, the, his truth that he laid before you, that's you break good. it. Good. And then guess what? That's how you put off the old things. Amen. That's how you, because it didn't say put it off by trying to fight it. It said put it off, like take it off. Like stop wearing what you did. You know, do you notice that many times in the Bible, let's look in the Bible actually. 
You notice how many times in the Bible, I hate this phone because it takes forever. Just like my preaching's taking forever. I'm just kidding. Aaron's probably cringing in there like, oh my God, would you hurry up for goodness sake? Um, what is it running at now? Who cares, right? We should be, I always use this example, but in China, they're sitting under the world for five hours under the, in the, in the sewers there. Yeah. Because they're getting persecuted, but they're, they're loving, they're sitting in the presence of God and sitting under the, the weight of the word for five hours. That's what, that's one of some of the testimonies that come out of there. But just saying. Have it, has any, any of you ever heard that song? Actually, I should have played it. It Was says, that too I, late? You can play it. Yeah, I should play it. Nah, I'm not going to play it right now. No, but it says, I put on Christ, yeah. make no provision for my flesh. Yeah. 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 What did it do not to make provision of the flesh? It yeah. puts on Christ. Yeah. And what is Christ? Yeah. Your identity in God. Yeah. Good, good, good. So when I live by who I am instead of identifying and I and I put off the old things by not identifying with it. And I and I and when the thought comes, that's I know that the, the, I don't identify with those thoughts. Right. And I win every time. That's right, that's right. Hallelujah. I put on the whole armor of God. What is the whole armor of God? Well, when I look at Christ, I see the whole armor of God. But you know what? At one time, everybody believes, well, you know, if you take off your armor, you know, that's why the devil was able to come. And then we came to a point where we're like, no, when did you ever take the armor off? Right? You know, everybody was battling back and forth about that kind of stuff. Everybody that's been in the church, they know what I'm talking about. But guess what? And it's still going on. But guess what? I want to tell you something here. I believed both at one time. I believed the first one, and then I believed the second one. But now I'm literally going back to where you can take off the armor. Because if you're not believing on Christ, you are taking off the armor and live, and you're and you're living yeah. and you're believe, living by your own old man. Yeah. You're ta- you're not in the armor. Yeah. You're living by the so-called armor you used to have, which is really street clothes. But when I live by what God what God said that I am, I'm living by the armor of God. Because what does it say? It says, guard your heart by the breastplate of righteousness. Yes. What, is the, what is the breastplate yes. of righteousness? Wow. It's the, the righteousness of God that now I don't have to have any hidden agenda or anything in my heart to get into heaven or any merit, whatever. Nothing is created because I'm already fulfilled in that way. Right. And the helmet of salvation through the blood of Jesus. That note that nothing can befile me now. That nothing can take me. And even if I mess up, I have grace and mercy to step back into. Mm, every, right. every the shoes of peace. From the fruit of this stuff, of the armor, of the armor comes when, and confirms that I'm really in the truth. The sword of the spirit, so I can strike the enemy and other people and make them new creations again through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And what is it? The belt of truth. Yep. The truth of the Word of God. Yep. The full, the real understanding. It keeps my pants on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the truth of the understanding. The truth of yeah, and my shoes are untied. Well, I'm not having my shoes of peace on. They're coming off. <laughs> but the belt of truth it clothes me from being yes. the truth clothes me from being naked to God, and now I have a, a white garment on before Him. Amen. Yes. This yes. is how He sees me. See Him. See yourself the same way you see everybody else, and you have victory in your own life, and you have victory in everybody else's life. That's good. Don't be don't be like the the. Uh, Narcissist, or what is that they call them? Narcissist? Yep, yep, yep. No, no, is it? Yep. Yep, Whatever, they say They say this, that's all. I don't know if it's called narcissist or something else, but 
Um, but they call them, but they say, oh, well, just like the, that one church did. They say, oh, well, all things are pure. So we can just go, you know, they were, were talking about it. And they were saying, well, we can have fornication. We can do this. We have freedom in Christ now, right? All things are pure. But Paul said, yes, all things are pure to the pure. But not all things are expedient. Not all things are godly still. Yeah. Not all things are of God. That's right. Because of what? Because what? Well, we're pure and holy, right? But the world's not 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 fully reconciled yet. So there's still evil out there. And when we see the evil of the world, it, the, that's when the enemy tries to come and bring us back to remembrance. And that's where we have to put off those things. We can't just think that because now we're holy and righteous now because of Christ, we can just do those things right. and still be right before God. That shows that you're not right before God because you don't hate sin. Amen. 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 That shows that you never received the revelation of Christ because you you don't hate sin. Through through the fact that you're that you want that you want to be holy and you want to actually walk this out, through the fact that you don't want to sin anymore and you hate sin, that shows me that you really you really received Christ. Amen. That you really want it. It's not just the fruits and the, and all that. You'll bear those things. But that's what really shows me is that you love what God loves and you hate what God hates. Let me, let me just show you real quick and then we should be done here. I know I'm going to probably make some people mad. It's already 3.34. Well, that's not that long. It's only an hour and 20 minutes, right? I always think it's like so long because I'm like sweating work. and like, ugh. And like, you know, I have my, my mouth is getting dry. I'm like, oh my God, somebody get me water. <laughs> Wait, where's the... Oh, he went in the room. I told him he would do it next because Isabel did it first time. But, um... See? And here's, here's it in Ephesians right now. And this says it... This says this multiple times. Okay? In Ephesians 4, 22, 32, if you want proof. It says this in every book. It actually talks about this very thing about putting on and putting off in every book. Thanks for the water, by the way. I was actually, when I said I want water, I was actually not speaking literally, but thanks anyway. <laughs> Amen. But right here in Ephesians, everybody, if anybody's going there, are they, are they there yet? No? Ephesians what? 22, oh yeah, 22, 4, 22 through 32. So here it is. You there? You were taught with regard to your former way of life. So he's talking about when Paul came, or 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 he, he he's talking about uh, when before Paul himself was talking about before, like the teachers that were already with them in, in Ephesus, what they were teaching them. He's saying you were taught with regard to your former way of life. With regard, so he's talking about the old you. He's talking about the you before Christ, to put off your old self, which is corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds. See, he's, we're birthing a new attitude here. When we receive the revelation of, of our identity through Christ, it builds a new attitude in us now, and we see things different. An attitude is seeing things different and going at it in a different way. And so when we see the, see everything different, when we see everything different through Christ, now we've, when, when the enemy comes, we fight him in a different way, yeah. in a new perspective. Faith is really a new perspective. Mm -hmm. 
And we'll, that's another whole thing that I still haven't got much revelation on, but I know it is. Just saying. To be made new in the attitude of your minds. And to put on the new self. There it goes again. Put on the new self. Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. That's Ephesians. To put on the new self. Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So I have a new self that's already created in the image of God. It shows me right there that I have a new self that has already been perfected in God. And now what I'm working out in this world is getting it to transfer. It's not only for it to be in my spirit, but for me to actually live out what's inside of me. How do I live it? Do I live it by trying to do it? No, I live it by believing God. When I believe, when I identify myself with my spirit man, instead of, see it says no, we talked about this on Friday, no, no man. The Bible says no, no man by the flesh. And that means even you. Don't see yourself by the flesh. Wow. See yourself by the spirit that, that was birthed into you. Mm-hmm. And what is that spirit? Everything that Christ birthed. It's, a, it's perfect, holy, righteous, above reproach. And it has every fruit of the spirit and every, every bit of love and everything and every ounce of God's, God's, God's uh, fullness in it. Yeah. it your, your spirit has the fullness of God in it. Mm-hmm. You have the fullness of God inside of, inside of you. But in your flesh you don't. But how do you put off the flesh for good? Take it off. When I wear something, I'm identifying myself with what I'm wearing. So when I and this and this is the same in the spirit. I I don't identify myself with the flesh. I don't identify myself to how I formerly thought. I don't identify myself by anything but other than what God said created me to be now and who and and that when I look at Christ, see this is the key right here. We need to look at Christ. Because, the, because we tend to forget these things. But Christ is the word and he has all power and authority. So when I look at him, when I look at him, I'm looking at the word and the Holy Spirit comes and empowers me and, he, and, he, and, he, and the devil flees. See, I, see, when I look at Christ and, I, and, I, and I'm looking at the, the new creation that I am now, because that's what I'm doing when I'm looking at Christ. I'm looking at the newness of life that I've now received and the grace that I now have. And when I do that, I'm submitting to God and the devil's fleeing. Amen. You know that verse? Yeah. Does that sound familiar? Amen. Submit to God and the devil will flee. That's how I submit to God as I submit to Christ. I submit to what he says about me and about everything and about himself. And the devil flees. And then God does the fighting for you. You just, you just enjoy the victory. Amen. How are we going to say, and I'll end here, but how are we going to say that we have the victory, but we're not believing like it? Mm-hmm. And then we sh- yeah. and, and how are we going to say we have the victory when we're still doing the same things? Mm-hmm. It needs to be real. Right. Amen. It needs to be real. Yes. And there's many people, and I've been there myself, that I've tried to make this real in my life. I've tried everything. Mm-hmm. I've tried 
doing doing the Shemitah or whatever the heck it is. I tried doing this and that thing. I tried going to this program. I tried being like the hellfire preacher. I tried being like the demon chaser. I tried being like the, the I don't even know. There's so many images that the church has created. I tried being the religious pastor guy. I tried being the humble servant guy. I've tried doing it all. And it buys me nothing but the same result over and over again. Death. And then the same things that I show over and over again, I still do. And this is why you have people who, who really want God, but they can't stop smoking. This is why you have people who really, really love God, but they can't watch, stop watching pornography. This is why you have people that really love God, but they can't stop lusting. This is why you have people of God that they try their best, and they really have a genuine heart for God. But they can't stop doing what, 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 the, what they don't want to do. You know when Paul says, I do those things that I don't want to do and those things that I do want to do, I can't do? I can't find to do it. But he says, through the knowledge of God, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which is the revelation of your identity, I am able to overcome. Amen. I am able to do those things that I, was, I ought to do and those things that I, I do not want to do, which is sin, I am able to put those things off. Amen. Read it at the end of the verse. He says he overcomes it. He doesn't say that he's... See, people in the church, they use that same scripture and they use it just so they can say, well, this is why I'm struggling. Yeah, right. Well, this is why I keep doing the same thing. Because Paul did it, and you know, he's the apostle. He's the, he's the man of God that wrote the book. And if he's struggling, I'm struggling. And if I, how can I say I overcome and, and, and by the blood of the Lamb when he said he's still struggling? Mm -hmm. They twist the verse and they don't read the rest of it. That's right. It's true. Or, this, or they read the verse too where it says... Well, we're all, if anybody says they have no sin in them, well, brother, you know what that means? You don't obey the truth. But what does it say after that? It says, but the blood of Jesus cleanses you from all unrighteousness. So who is he talking to? He's talking to people, the Hebrews, that are trying to do sacrifices again. And he's telling them, listen. If you say that you're without sin with, outside of the blood of Jesus, see, he's talking about outside of the blood of Jesus. If you say you have no sin and you're perfect and you don't need Christ, you're a liar and you don't know the truth. Because anybody that doesn't know Christ, if they say they're, they're, they're doing good and they, they don't sin, they don't do anything wrong, liars. They just lie straight to your yeah, face. That's right. Because the devil is their God no matter what. And if the devil is their God, he has power. He can make, he can make them do stuff they don't want to do. Because the power of sin is over their life. They have no control over it. Outside of God, you have no control over yourself. That's right. You got it. So I realized that, oh, well, maybe the blood of Jesus made me new now. Maybe I realized the blood of Jesus has now made me a new creation. And now I'm pure and I don't let the devil take advantage of, of thinking my, my heart is not pure. The devil takes advantage of people that don't know the truth about themselves. The, the, the people that, in the, I'm talking about in the church, people that, that have a pure heart, the devil is able to take advantage of them. And they can't see it because the devil is still blinding them through preachers in the church. And now God is unveiling and saying, you're washed by the blood now. See that I've made you new and see that I've restored you. It's not even about just being made new. What it really is, is about being brought back to what you originally were. It never changed in God's eyes. And why shouldn't you let it? And, 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 and if you saw differently then, why can't you now see what God has saw all along? Yeah. Yeah. And I said this to the guys on Friday. 
It says he's knitted you and birthed you in his own, in the, in the womb. He's done it. So what, he say, what is he saying? He's saying he's put the divine nature in you. They, everybody has it. But only the few will be awakened to it. Through the revelation of Jesus. And all those that, and everybody else, they'll be corrupted in their minds. Until they see this truth. It's true. Amen. You got it. Walk in this truth. See Christ and see what and see the word of God for your life. And then when those thoughts come, you can tell the old man to shut up already. <laughs> and stop barking at you. Yeah, and stop yeah. and you can tell him to get off your porch. Yeah, good, good, good. And you can sit there with the shotgun of Christ yeah. and say, Get off my dang porch, old man. Get off my porch. Because Amen. I'm the new sheriff in town. Amen. Because of Christ. Amen. Amen. So why don't we start standing now with authority. And then when we go preach, we can actually be bold this time. Yeah. And then when we go preach, because of the righteousness that, I, that he's created me to be, I just, I, just live up, I just live this without thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I serve God and I'm not calculating my serving of God. I'm serving God and it's just happening. It's just my way of life. How come humbleness has always have to be something we have to try to add to our life instead of something we just are? How about, how about the fruits and the gifts of the Spirit is something that is just a part of our nature? Mm -hmm. And then when people say, well, how do you have it? How do you have, how do you have a, a, a self-control like that? How do you have, brother? And then you point back to God and say, you, can't, you have no explanation. You have no formulas this time. You have no way that you did it. No fasting and praying and getting all big and blah, 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 and whatever. You don't say, oh, because I go to church on Sundays, like everybody uses, because I actually pray. No, you say, because he created me this way. Yes. And then you introduce the gospel. He created you this way. Open your eyes now. This sin that you're in is not who you're called to be. That's right. You're called to a greater cause. You're called to the greatness of God. You're called to the glory of God. And he's here to give you the free gift of salvation. Turn away from, from your old ways. Repent and turn to God and receive and deny that old you and now receive who God now has created you to be. Receive the word of God. Amen. And what this stuff does, it takes your eyes off of you and then you enjoy, then you, then you, then you enjoy God and then, you, then you're going everywhere and you're seeing, and then you're, then you're focusing on everybody else's salvation instead of wondering if you're still saved. How can we sit there and wonder if we're so stay, still saved, trying to save people? Right. If it says that there's truly no condemnation to those that are in Christ, Amen. See, there's a difference there. It didn't say there's no condemnation for those in the church who pray on Sundays, but then go to the club every day and watch all this garbage on TV. It said, for those that are in Christ, right. living by the word of God, Amen. and not Amen. living by man's word. That's good. And then it says, uh, for those that live by the Spirit. Do you know that every time in Romans, it's not actually talking about the Holy Spirit, even, the whole, even though the Holy Spirit does the empowering? It's talking about the Spirit that is in you. The new born-again Spirit that you have in you now. It's saying live by that now and you won't fulfill the deeds of the flesh. Why won't I fulfill the deeds of the flesh? Because I'm not living by it. Mm -hmm. I'm no longer identifying it. And then when things come, then I say, then when, when, the, when the enemy tries to come and bring old stuff back, I say, that's not, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, that's not me. And then you don't even, then you develop this, then there's this, 
then it doesn't even have a strength against me. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm not even making it relevant to my mind. I'm not making the enemy's devices relevant anymore. That's good. That's good. Put on Christ. Put off the old man. Literally, take it off in the spirit. Identify yourself with Christ now. And every time the enemy comes, look at Christ and you're going to see who God created you every time. Live by him all the time. This is why people who are really burning for God is all that comes out of their mouth. And all they want, and they come out with the full counsel of the word, but all they really want to release is the revelation of Christ to you. The ones that are burning for him. All they really want to release is the true revelation of Christ because they know it will set you free. Sometimes we have to preach other, we have to, we have to uh, you know, expose things because people are, are blinded by those things. And then we, when we expose things and we show them how wretched they are outside of God, then they want to repent and they have a need for Jesus. See, the law is good not only for godliness and, and instruction so that we can know who, who we are but it, and who we're not, but also the law is good so that people can have a need for Christ. Amen. So that people can see they can't do this on their own anymore. That's right. That's right. We need the full <laughs> counsel. But, after, but, but, but the full council revolves around Christ and we, and we should all be burning to release this because we're revealing what creation was meant for all along. We're revealing what humanity, we're revealing what, what, what mankind was, was meant for and created for all along. And not only will they see us speaking about it, but they'll see us living it. That's right. Amen. Go for it. Yeah. Lord, I, I thank you, Jesus, Lord, for, this, for, the, for the revelation of this today, Lord. Yes, thank you. I thank you, Lord, for going deep, God. Yes. Thank you, yes. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, that if anybody in here, anybody on YouTube cannot see it, Lord, if you have to, God, if it by your will, Lord, take them through the desert, Lord, so they can get low. Take them through the desert, Lord, so that you can you can humble them, so that they can be poor in spirit and they can see this trueness that you've released today. Yes. So that they will not be duped by religion, have a false conversion. So they will not be duped by legalism and have another false conversion yeah. I thank you Lord for what for your truth that you revealed to you for, to us Lord and and, and 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 I want you guys to know that this we are part even though it may, it may sound like many but we are part of few that have touched this we are part of a few that have seen this and realized these truths here that we're talking about today mm-hmm. about the identity that God has placed on us and I thank you Lord for revealing it God And I thank you, Lord, that we will walk it out because you said if we believe and just believe, it will all work out for your for the the goodness of your of your glory, God. Glory to God. We will not only speak it, Lord, but we will believe it. And when we believe it, it will manifest. There will be a manifestation, Lord, of your character. A manifestation, Lord, of your ways, God. A manifestation of how you see things, God. A manifestation, Lord, of how you do things, God. A manifestation, Lord, of your power and your might. And it will be through your vessels that you created to, to, in, to engrave this, this manifestation with. You have came not only to seal us with the Holy Spirit, but you have came to seal us with the anointing. You have came to seal us with... With the, perfu- with the perfume of Christ. We are called to be the, 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 the smell, the, 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 what is it called? What does the Bible call it? We are called to be the aroma and the fragrance of Christ. Yes. Yes. And let us be, Lord. Take all the perfumes that smell like crap in the church out. Yes. 
Take all the colognes, Lord, that smell like crap in the church. Throw it in hell and let it burn, Lord. And let all those people have the, get the, buy the real perfume with oil. Let them buy the real oil, Lord. Through, through, through repentance and believing the gospel. Yes, yes, yes. I thank you, Lord, that Nokomis, that Venice, that Northport, that, that Tampa, they will repent. Yes. And there will be a thousand, a seven thousand, or however many you want, God, that comes out of Florida, God. And they will not kiss Baal anymore, Lord. But they will kiss the sweetness and goodness of your face. They will, they will kiss your cheek, Lord. They will kiss the sun. They will kiss the sun. Yes. And the sun will, and will, will, will clothe them evermore. Yes, yes, yes. From eternal to eternal, Lord. Yes, yes. And we will never die. Thank you. Thank you. We will never fall into hell, God. You will not let one, not one little one, God. Yes. Not one baby in, the, in Christ fall away from you, God. Not one. Because you burn, Lord, to give zealous revelation. Your love protects us evermore, God. And your love reveals your grace, Lord. And your mercy keeps us, Lord, from falling back into that, those old ways, God. And we receive your goodness and we let the goodness of God shine the love on us, Lord. Yes. To love and obey you. Thank you. And we will obey you because of love. Yes. Thank you, Lord, that you revealed love through Christ. That you reveal why, why you reveal why we love Jesus so much. Thank you, Lord. Reveal it to the nations, God. Thank you, Jesus. 